Hey, this is Lauren Hargrove, co-pastor of Gravetop Church with the Revive Moms podcast. I hope this message makes a difference in your life and truly revives your soul. Enjoy. All right, so today's message is titled, The Pressure is On. The Pressure is On. So let me ask you, do you ever just feel this pressure to perform perfectly? Like maybe you're striving daily to truly be the best mother, right? Aren't we all, you know, maybe today, even you woke up telling yourself, okay, it's going to be a good day. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be present. I'm going to create happy and fun moments with my children today. Today's going to be a good day. I'm determined. And as you rise and get ready, you begin to feel the pressure to perform way heavy on your shoulders. You have all the good intentions and even willpower, but maybe one hour into your day, when the kids begin screaming, the house is a mess and you're already late to an appointment and you're still in your PJs, you start hearing these voices, the insecurity starts, start setting in and you believe the voices that say, you know what, girl, you're not enough. You're already frustrated with your kids. You're not a good mom. You can't even get your life together. Like all those other moms, you know, you start hearing and feeling these insecurities within an hour of waking up, the pressure grows heavier. And maybe for you, you're juggling not only motherhood, but your career, your goals, your personal health and wellness, your marriage, your relationship with Jesus, and all that you want to do is do it all right. You want to do all of it right. But sometimes the pressures feel too heavy and your humanity causes you to be opposite of perfect. When we don't meet our own expectations to perform in all of these areas, we are left constantly disappointed, full of self-doubt. We carry unnecessary guilt and shame, and we withhold grace and mercy from ourselves. We will not be able to see who we truly are, the greatness and beauty within us, when we are constantly measuring ourselves by our own perfect performance. But what if I told you you're not going to be a perfect mom. You will not be perfect at all you do. And in every situation, and those are the facts, but what if you'll be great? You are great. What if you are, are a great mother, employee, boss, business owner, wife, friend, a great, everything you are trying your best. You are a work in progress and you are doing an amazing job right now. And I truly believe that God wants to remove the unnecessary pressure that you've been carrying around. He did not place that on you. And he wants you to walk with grace and simply do your best while his grace covers it all. He is for you and not against you. And so the pressure is on today. We're going to go over three points and a couple of verses off of this topic. The first one is surrounded. The second one is beautifully broken. And our last point will be his grace is enough. So let's talk about surrounded. It almost seems like the pressure is surrounding us. The pressure to be perfect in all areas, the pressure to come, the pressure itself may come from ourselves from within. The pressure may come from our own parents as they make comments of how you should do things or how they would do it better. The pressure may come from all the influencers or social media 
telling you exactly how to cook, discipline and raise your children. I mean, we all follow tons of mom pages, I'm sure. Right. And they're beneficial. They're encouraging. They're great. But sometimes if you don't realize it, you hear so much information about how you should be doing it. And before you know it, you feel less than enough because you didn't feed your kids organic food today because you didn't have enough um, outside time with them because you gave them too much screen time. And before you knew it, you know it, you feel overwhelmed with the pressure to perform. The pressure may come from past trauma and an overwhelming desire to be better than you were raised. The pressure may even come from within your marriage. It may come from your workplace organizations you're a part of. I don't know where you are feeling this pressure most, but I know that sometimes it might be surrounding you and it's hard to push through it all. It's hard to simply walk down the path that God is laying before you. And I'll be honest, I like to be honest and transparent as we have our mom's group, because I want you to know that just like you, I have my own struggles, right? Um, this mom's group is not a mom's group where I come every week and give you 10 tips to be the best mom. It's a mom's group for us to come together, encourage one another as we walk through this journey together. And so for me lately, I have been feeling this pressure from mainly within it's always been something. And I think as a mother, we all have this overwhelming desire to be great. Right. Um, but I have this like pressure within to be the best mom I can be. And I mean, don't we all, but I've struggled with putting even too much pressure on myself. I've realized that at the end of most nights, I notice that as I sit down and reflect on the day, I tend to reflect on immediately without even realizing what I could have done better. I beat myself up for the moments of frustration I had and the ways I didn't handle situations perfectly. I'll just be like, man, babe, you know, you think I was too hard on her when she was throwing a complete fit for no reason for like 12 hours, you know, I'm joking. Right. But I, I sit and I just start thinking like, did I do this? Like, Oh, like I, did I not have enough time with her because I was with them? Like, and I'm just constantly overanalyzing everything. I feel like I didn't do right. And Homer has stopped me many times and asked me, why do I tend to reflect on the, on these things rather than the many great moments I shared with my kids throughout the day? He's like, babe, and he'll point out, what about this, 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 and this, like, you're a great mom. Like, what don't you see? And I'm like, no, I mean, like, I know, but like dot, dot, dot. And, and he's encouraged me to see that. Right. And sometimes I just don't know why I feel like that. The mom guilt can feel so real sometimes. And the truth is for me, having three kids so close in age, was overwhelming for me is overwhelming. Not every moment and every day, not every day, but back to back to back three kids in three years is a lot, right? You want nothing more than to give them individual love that they deserve and the attention that they need. But most days they are all at the same time demanding everything. And when I say demanding, I mean, asking, requesting, um, innocently your love and attention. And that can be hard. There was a, about two days ago, I remember Homer had to go to an appointment. So I was with the kids in the afternoon after school, all the kids together. And I was like, okay, I'm going to like sit down and play with them before I make dinner and just have some one-on-one -on -one time with all three, if that makes sense, like together. And so I'm sitting there. So it's just me and the kids and I'm like, okay, be present, play with them. And in that moment, I felt so overwhelmed because I literally was sitting there and I looked up and all three of them we're all in the same room. We're staring at me, talking to me at the very same time, literally. 
And each of them was asking me to play with them, but they were asking me to play something different. So one of them was next to the little ice cream truck. Mom, can you play ice cream truck with me? At the same time, the other one was by her fake makeup. Mom, can you play makeup with me? And the other one was sitting next to me saying, mom, can you play a house with me, please? And I was like, uh, like, yes, 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 yes. But wait, how am I going to do this? Right. And of course I'm not trying to be dramatic right now whatsoever, but in that moment, I honestly felt so guilty because I was like, how am I going to play all of these things and give them the individual intention that they want from me right now? They all want this. And I want nothing more than to give that to them. And the pressure was on again, not that they were intentionally trying to pressure me. No, but the situation and the desire for me to be this perfect mom, I felt surrounded. Now, again, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but these are the moments that seem simple, but can be overwhelming. So I want to ask you, have you felt surrounded lately from these pressures? Why are you feeling the need to perform perfectly and to point um, to the point that it's stealing even some of the joy right out of you? And in that moment for me, I just said, hey, guys, like I want to play with all of you. Can we play something together? And I'll be honest, it didn't go as smoothly as you think. You think like, oh yeah, mom, let's play this. And I even gave options. Like let's play blocks together. Let's play this together. And at the end of the day, they all started having a breakdown. And I'm just like sitting there like, all right, man, like, what are we going to do? I want to have fun with you and have a great time, but everyone's freaking out. So we figured it out. We had a good day at some point, but for you, what pressures are you feeling? What is sucking the joy out of you? And I truly believe that today God wants to help you see the things that are surrounding you and kick them to the side. The things that are surrounding you that are giving unnecessary pressure. He wants you to live in peace and freedom, not weighed down by the pressure surrounding you. He is not putting this pressure on you to perform perfectly. He wants to free you from that. And so as we end this first point, I'm going to share a couple of verses in Hebrews 12, one through two, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance, the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he is seated at the place of honor beside God's throne. I love this verse. It's one of my favorite verses out of the billions that I love. Right. But I love this. It's saying we're surrounded in this verse by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. I just imagine your loved ones and people in heaven and angels cheering you on. Like you are surrounded by people cheering you on saying, come on, girl, you got this. You're doing a great job. And it says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, strip off the pressures and the heaviness that is not from God so that you can run this race with endurance, the race that God has set before you strip off those heavy weights. Philippians one, six says, and I, I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. And why do I share that verse? Because at the end of the day, the work that God started in you, he 
will finish and you will not be perfect. You will not be perfect. And in Psalms 94, 19, when doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. I love this verse for many reasons. And it's been a verse that's been there for me, different seasons in my life. But when you feel doubtful, when these pressures are lying to you, when you feel like you're not enough, I believe that God wants to renew your hope and cheer that he wants to encourage you and speak to those doubts and encourage you that you are doing a great job. And so, um, let's move on to our second point and that is beautifully broken. So now let's talk about the fact that we are beautifully broken. You were not made to, or expected to be perfect. Like we are really hitting tonight, right? We're talking about that concept. You weren't made to, and you're not expected to. In fact, each and every one of us are broken. Are we all healing and finding freedom in Christ right now? Yes. We're all on a journey and we're all healing. We're all finding freedom, but we are all still broken people because of the fact that when sin entered the world, it created a broken world as we can clearly see. God knew at this moment that we would experience many hardships that will and would shape and affect us. He knew that we would have free will and the ability to choose between right and wrong. And sometimes we would choose wrong. He knew that we would fail and stumble. He knew that we wouldn't be able to perfectly follow him. Will we try? Yes. Is that our goal? Yes. But he knew that we couldn't perfectly do it and live according to all of these things, all the days of our life. He also knows our heart. He knows that we want to be the best that we can be. He knows that we have good intentions, that we want to honor him, that we want to love him and those around us. We want to be women that perfectly please him. We want nothing more than to be a good mom, wife, and everything and anything else that we are. But how many of you have been able to perfectly do this? Let me know. How many of you have been able to perfectly do this? And I know for me that I haven't, right? So my heart and my spirit wants to be perfect at all of these things, but on the daily, I fall short on the daily, but here's the beauty behind it all. Where's the beauty behind it all? Here it is. God still chooses us knowing our imperfections. There's a verse that I didn't put on here, but it's in John 15, 16. It says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And he, and he goes on to say that he chose us to go, uh, now I'm getting all messed up, but chose us to go and produce lasting fruit. What does that mean? Make a difference for full your purpose. Things that would last that God says you did not choose him, but he chose you with all of your imperfections. He knew God still chose you to be the mother to your kids. Even if you feel imperfect at it, God still chose you to be his child. God chose you to be the wife to your husband the friends to your friends, the kids to your mom. God chose you to be and do all that you're doing right now, knowing you more than you know yourself. And why did he choose you? Because he knew you were the perfect person for this role. Not that you would be perfect, but that you were perfect for this role. He knew that even in your brokenness, that you would still make a difference. 
He knew that even in your struggles, your kids still needed you. He knew that even on your hard days, you would still seek him. He knew that, that you were the, what exactly what this world needed. And why is that? Because he actually made you and filled you with every gift and talent and love that the world is longing for. He knows you more than you know yourself. And he sees past all of your brokenness and he sees nothing but beauty. How does he see nothing but beauty when all we see is the brokenness? All we see when we look in the mirror, yeah, our hair might look nice this day. We like our makeup. We feel confident. We feel good. But sometimes deep down we look and and it's so easy and quick to see the brokenness. But when Jesus sees us, he easily and quickly sees our beauty, the beauty within the beauty of our purpose, the beauty of our heart, and knowing that we were the perfect person for these different places. He has set us in and in second Corinthians four, seven, it says, now we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure that makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. I love this verse and I've shared it many times here, but imagine this, it's saying fragile clay pot. And so God is his spirit is this treasure, something that should be in a museum or in the shrine that no one can touch. And it's protected by who knows what, but instead of putting this great treasure, the spirit of God in something so protected and admirable and perfect and surrounded he chooses these fragile clay jars. And that is us something that is easily broken, something that is not firm or able to withstand anything crazy. He knows that we are fragile clay jars. And he said, I want to put my spirit inside of you. And it ends by saying, because he chooses us fragile clay jars, it is a people are able to see that the power within us is not from us. It is from God. And how beautiful is that? Isaiah 64, eight says, and yet, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are all formed by your hand. He formed us just like we are with all of our strengths and beauty and those weaknesses there. He knew what he was doing. He says, it's okay. I know. And you are still beautiful. And the last verse is Hebrews 4, 15. Through 16, it says, This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he didn't sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and find grace to help us when we need it most. So, guys, God is saying, Hey, girl, I understand your weaknesses. I get it. I see it. I already overcame. Okay. So you can come boldly to me. Here's my mercy. Here's my grace. I got you. I got you. And so let's end on our last point. And that is his grace is enough through our brokenness. His light shines in our weakness. His grace is enough. We are not called to be perfect. The desire of perfection brings undue pressure but we are called to rely on his grace day by day, minute by minute. His grace is enough. What he did for us on the cross was the perfect display of this truth. He died for our sins. Those sins that 
our, our imperfections, our mistakes, our flaws, our shortcomings. He died for those things for us. Like he literally died for it. It's already been done. Like you had no input. He did it. It's done so that we would be made righteous before him. He did it for you so that we could have a relationship with him without the guilt and shame, without the lie over and over in our heads saying, you are not enough. What he did for you on the cross is him boldly in all caps saying you are enough. He did this so that you can come before him confidently knowing that he loves us right here, right now. He, his love covers a multitude of sins. It covers our imperfections and his grace sustains us. So today, will you decide to strip off the pressure, shake it off and understand and embrace that I'm not perfect. We are not perfect. Just say, you know what? I'm not perfect. And I'm okay with that now. Like it's okay. And would you rest knowing that his grace comes through for you and that you are more than enough in those gaps where you feel like you are failing and where you are finding all of your imperfections, he covers you and he comes through after all, he is God, not you. He's got it. Every detail, every concern, every worry, every part of your life. His grace is enough for you, for your kids. I know you're trying to be everything and all things to your kids because so am I, but we will fail. We will be imperfect. But did you realize, and can you remember with me that his grace comes through for your kids too, that he wants to be enough for your kids, that he wants to be what your kids go to, that he wants to be God for your kids. He's got it. And I pray that today you feel the pressure and the weight fall off your shoulders and you begin to feel the peace and freedom as you take on his love and grace. And I want to remind you that you are a great mother and so much more every and anything else that you do, that you, anything else, you are great. And I'm going to end with these two verses in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. It says, then Jesus said, come to me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So if you are feeling heavy, if you're feeling weary, that is not what God is putting on your shoulders. He's saying, come to me. And what I give you is light and easy. He wants to give you rest. And that is found in him. And second Corinthians 12, nine, it says each time he said to me, my grace is all that you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. The power of Christ is working through you right now, even through your weaknesses. Why? Because that is what the Bible says. That is what Jesus says. He's got you. His grace is working through you. 
I hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to connect with you. Follow Revive Moms on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If Revive Moms has been life-giving to you, then we'd love to connect with you as a church family. To learn more about Gravetop Church, visit gravetop.com or follow us on social media at Gravetop Church. Thanks for listening.